Hey everybody! Welcome back to another episode of The Landy Lodge, episode 63. This is Charlotte. Nick bullied me into hosting this episode of The Landy Lodge, so here I am. Now, I'd like to thank the Sages of the Lodge, Alex Pamal, David Fries, Chris Burkowski, Leo Lovett, Scott Casolano, Maria Palmieri, The Landy Family, Julie Rossman, Dan Muller, Andrew Clay, Roger Kemp, Shane Driscoll, and me. That's it, and now you can enjoy a nice tune by Akira the Don. Bye. It's none of that, but something you forgot. See, everybody's forgotten something. You left it out, just missed it, see, see. And so I can bring this out, what you've forgotten, if I ask you, who are you? Well, you say I'm Paul Jones, or whatever your name happens to be. I say, oh, no, no, don't give me that stuff. Who are you really? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Five, four, three, two, one. Hi. And we're live. You did great. No, I but, didn't. But no, we have some clearing up to do. I did not bully you. Yes, you did. Hold on. No. Yes, you did. We have to tell the honest story. We have to tell the honest story. Okay, so Charlotte and I like to play rock, paper, scissors a lot. It's fun. It's how we decide who's going to do things. Sometimes it's chores. Sometimes it's who's going to close the window at night when it gets chilly. But either way, we like to do a lot of rock, paper, scissors. I asked Charlotte if she would host this episode of the podcast. And, at first... and I said no, multiple <laughs> times. But then I said, why don't we rock, paper, scissors for it? Best of seven. And I said no. Best of, t- like, you, wait. It was, I said best of seven. And then you said no. I said, well, what if I have to win five and you have to win four? And then you said, no, I have to, you would have to win two and I would have to win five. We shook on it. We because agreed. you forced me. You we, would I let me back I, out. Nobody forces anyone to shake anybody's hand. You wouldn't leave me alone until I did. No, 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 no. I'll admit that I wouldn't leave you alone. You wouldn't. But you could have put your foot down. I did multiple times. Not enough. <laughs> You lost fair and square, and you did a fantastic job opening the podcast, so thank you very much. Take your loss in stride, because we've got more important things to talk about than rock, paper, scissors. That is true. We have much more important things to talk about than rock, paper, scissors. Yes. Let's start with something you've been waiting for for a very, very long time, and that's... Animal Crossing. You've been waiting for it too, don't lie. Charlotte, you're right. I've been waiting for it too. But you, you were periodically looking up rumors over the last few years trying to see when's the release date, when's the release date, when's it coming, when's it coming. And now it's here. It's better than I ever hoped it could be, by the way. So how does it, This I feel like this game has a lot of newcomers. There are a lot of people playing this new Animal Crossing game that didn't play ones in the past. So how does this one differ from uh, the Animal Crossing installments from beforehand? Well, it's hard to say how they've differed from... Because each installment has differed from the last pretty greatly. Like, each one has made significant differences. Like, in the one before the Switch version... Uh, New Leaf, you were the mayor, and that really gave you a lot of um, ability to like decide where things were. 
Um, it gave you a lot of freedom. And um, basically each change in the Animal Crossing lineup has just basically given you more and more freedom. And now you're not a mayor. You are just a nice villager who wanted to in get involved in the getaway package to Tom Nook's Island. And yeah, then you just live a happy island life and it's amazing. It's definitely my favorite Animal Crossing. The other ones don't even come close. It's not a knock on the series. But as someone who didn't play New Leaf, were you able to craft? No, there was no crafting system in New Leaf. It was so it, like... The thing is with the Animal Crossing games, I feel like, is it was never a crafting game until this installment. And the fact that it is a crafting game just opens up so many doors in terms of gameplay and just how much there is to do. Well, speaking of which, terraforming is new too, right? Very new. Now we literally have the ability to build the island the way we want. We can choose where the rivers are. We can choose where waterfalls are. Mm -hmm. We can choose where the highest terrains are, the lowest terrains. The only thing you can't customize is the beach area, right? You can't customize the beach area. You can't move your town hall. You can't move your airport. And you can't change the mouths of the river. But everything else. Everything else is fair game. Is up for grabs. Yep. That's amazing. And you also can't build more than uh, three levels of land. Have, has Animal Crossing ever had more than three levels of land? Um, I really don't remember, to be honest. Honestly, at least the ones I used to play, there used to really only be two. Yeah, I think that's. I, I think so. I yeah. actually think three is probably more on the new side. It definitely is. Yeah, you're right. So what is it? What is it about Animal Crossing that it's the... I think it's the best-selling game of 2020. Right so now? far, probably. Yeah. What is it about Animal Crossing that makes it so compatible with not only seasoned gamers, but people who don't play very many video games at all? Well, it's accessible. It's um, it's very accessible. It's adorable. That helps a lot, too. That really, I think, kind of um, brings down the intimidation factor because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not gamers. Like, why would I go out and buy a game? It's a very welcoming art style. It is. Yeah. The art style and just the whole concept in general. Enjoy a happy, peaceful island life with these animals you meet along the way. Like, it's it, it's it really lends itself to a casual audience. Uh but what's funny is I almost feel like it's it's title doesn't. People are so confused by the title. Like if no <laughs> one's true, yeah. if no one's seen an animal an Animal Crossing game before, they have no idea what to think when you tell them Animal Crossing. So let's actually talk about the role the animals play and who are some of your favorite villagers and some of your less favorite villagers. That's you, Rodney. I hate you. I had Rodney in my island too, and he I kicked him out, and now he lives with you. Yeah. Thanks. Well, <laughs> <laughs> who are some of your favorites okay so blue bear is my absolute favorite she's adorable she's an adorable little blue cub named blue bear for obvious reasons and she's really peppy and cute she's gonna be a pop star one day um there's teddy he's a jock he's great that's the other thing too all these villagers have amazing personalities and although their dialogue is a little limited compared to previous games it gets the point across. You know their personalities. But do you think they're going to start patching in, uh, like, further dialogue for all these villagers? They have to, I think. Yeah, as yeah. time goes on. I feel like, yeah, because when, like, Christmas rolls around, they probably have, like, maybe some Christmas-related dialogue or New Year's-related dialogue. Halloween-related like re dialogue. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you think they're going to go crazy with events? Like, do you think there's going to be wild, like, Animal Crossing Halloween promotions? Fuck. Right. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Wait, am I allowed to curse on here still? 
course you can. Fuck that is yeah. not. I swear, every episode this question gets asked. I'm sorry. It's okay. Just cur- curse all you want. Okay. But yeah, so how do you feel? Do you think this is the best Animal Crossing ever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, as much as I loved the GameCube version as a kid, really, I think. The reason Animal Crossing, I think, had to implement the whole crafting system was because the mobile game really just kind of does what the GameCube game did. It's different in its ways, but the concept is still the same. Talk to your villagers, wait on, you know, this furniture, like, it, it, there's a lot of waiting. And mm-hmm. I don't think today, in today's day and age, in a console $60 release, you can get away with such a slow pace game. True. That said, it is a relatively slow-paced game. It is, but in all the right ways, I feel like. I agree. I think the best thing about it is it's a very relaxing game. Yeah. You know, there's most of the video games I play require me to be intensely focused, sometimes competitive. Sometimes uh, I have to be receptive to taking in a whole story. I have to be analytical. Like, usually there's a lot of different parts of my brain pumping when I'm playing video games. And this isn't a shot at Animal Crossing. I'm speaking this to its credit, but you can really relax when you're playing this game. Like, you will leave. If you sit down and if you play for 30 minutes or you play for three hours, you're going to walk away more relaxed than when you sat down. 100%. And I think that's one of the greatest things about it is it's almost taking you through a stream of consciousness that just, you know, it steadies you and relaxes you. And I think that makes it a very unique gaming experience. I think it's a good example that, you know, video games can provide you know video gaming isn't just one experience mm-hmm. like video games themselves can provide numerous different kinds of experiences mm-hmm. and that and it, i think oh, sorry go ahead no, no go it's ahead, like movies it's like anything else there are a exactly. million different genres to explore so mm-hmm. exactly and you come away from movies you know feeling differently depending on the movie you watched mm-hmm. um where do you think animal crossing goes from here how do they keep how does what does nintendo need to do so that it's April 16th, 2021, and everyone's still playing Animal Crossing. Okay, so this is my little list of critiques. The way it is now, you're only able to craft one item at a time. Or when you're exchanging your nook miles or bells for things, you can only make one transaction at a time. There's no way to make multiple transactions at a time. And I'm sorry, but that's bullshit. There's no reason that shouldn't have been in the game. There's no reason. And it makes my life very difficult when I want to get bell vouchers. Yeah, because you end up having to do the same transaction over and over and You've seen me. I literally just leave the room. I'm pressing the A button on the pro controller and talking to you for like 10 minutes. And when I come (laughs) back, I have like 30 Nook Miles tickets. Yeah, no, that's got to be a patch down the line that whether it's with, you know, printing bell vouchers or things out of the Nook Miles machine or whether it's crafting materials at Mm -hmm. the workbenches. I agree with you, a valid critique and something that should be patched. You should be able to do more than one transaction or activity at a time. 100%. If you're, build, if you're building, say, a light post, you know, you should, even though you can't build the light post, but I'm just speaking, but you can't build 10 at a time. You have mm-hmm. to build one 10 times. Yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, it gets a little tedious, that's for sure. Um, what else? What else do they need to do to keep everybody playing one year from now? This one I don't think is as much of an issue. Um, oh my god, I just lost it. Okay. Give me a sec. Please cut this out. Um, well, there's nothing to cut out. You're sitting here thinking. I'll cut it out. <laughs> Thank you. Just let me know when you have it. <laughs>
purpose. It's okay. We're literally just going to cut out the blank space. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah. This one isn't as big, um, but terraforming. Right now, you're only able to transform one tile at a time. Like, you're able to make paths, and um, the paths look great, by the way. With which, um, in other installments, you were able to lay down custom paths, um, but they really never looked natural. I remember, or I remember you really, like, they weren't as detailed. Not not nearly. They weren't nearly as detailed. Like, you had dirt paths, right? No, you didn't. They weren't even dirt paths? No. Oh, those, wow. All those paths you probably saw were custom made. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah, people went hard on New Leaf. Myself sure. included. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you could... Like, maybe terraform, like, nine tiles at a time, or even three, just to make it that a little bit less tedious. Because you've heard my numerous... <sighs> and that's usually whenever I have to terraform a a large space. Yeah, they make you work for it, that's for sure. They do. Um, My critique would be, and it's not really a fair critique, because, you know, Animal Crossing is a builder's game. And when it comes to building, the the ability to create... They give you an entire island as your canvas, and you can do whatever you want with it. And as a builder's game, to me, this is incredible. With that said, one of my favorite parts has been playing online. Having people come to my island, me going to people's islands. I love that feature. What I think they need to add is minigames. Mm-hmm. This, de- this game is in desperate need for minigames. There should be some function where if people come to an island, there's some kind of island-based game they could play. And it doesn't need it doesn't need to be anything super detailed or super crazy. Literally just copy and paste Mario Party mini games. Grab it go ahead. I'm gonna sound like an Animal Crossing apologist. Go for it. <laughs> like, I kind of think that's part of the beauty of Animal Crossing is its simplicity. I think there sh- they should bring back the NES games, bring back NES game capability. But in terms of multiplayer games, honestly, my favorite times like are just our fruit apocalypse sessions when we just go around well, expl- and tr- yeah, explain yeah. what a fruit apocalypse is so on nick's island and eventually mine it's under construction right now uh but on nick's island he has a bunch of fruit trees enough fruit trees that he can get about two hundred thousand bells from a single harvest so he invites everybody else all our friends we get on the island and we gather as much fruit as possible and we tally it up at the end to see who collected the most fruit. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. Well, it's fun because at the end of the day, we all go to Nook's Cranny and sell it for a bunch of bells, and everyone makes at least like 40,000 bells. Yeah. You know? But yeah, th- you know, that's fun. But that's us like kind of... And I guess this is where you're right, where that's really the beauty of the game is we made our own mini games. I see people doing stuff like pitfall, relay races and shit, like crazy stuff. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's true. They kind of leave it to the player. You, They're made... They, then maybe what I want is more capability to build mini yes. games out of the game. Absolutely, I think that's fair. Yeah, but yeah, that's uh, that's Animal Crossing, and I'm sure a number of you who are listening uh, have played it. It's a brilliant game. I recommend it to anybody. Seriously, I'm about 220 hours in, and I can say I'm not sick of it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I can vouch for that. She's definitely not sick of it yet. But uh, let's talk about another release that just came out: Persona. The Royal. Oh my god. That's another game that you've been playing a lot of. I have, but I'm not nearly as into it as the first, as Animal Crossing. 
Like, I am. It's amazing. Don't get me wrong. But Animal Crossing kind of took all my attention away. So I'm only, like, 50 hours into Persona right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're only, like, halfway through the game. No, I'm a third, yeah. Fair enough. It's a long game. It is a very... That's what I love about it. You get a very good bang for your buck. Um, So a lot of people who are listening probably um, aren't completely familiar with the Persona series. Um would Persona 5 The Royal work for a complete newcomer? Oh, yeah. It's essentially... Persona 5 came out. Persona 5 The Royal is essentially the definitive edition of Persona 5. And you don't need to play... Uh, obviously, right? You don't need to play the previous Personas to understand this one. Each Persona is its own game, its own story, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you think this is a game that most people can grab onto? Or do you think this is more of a... Um, a cult classic and acquired taste. Not an acquired taste, but a um, a more rare taste. I think the older ones were a bit more niche. Mm-hmm. Um, but Persona 5 has definitely had the most outreach. Um, well, out it's definitely their Persona. biggest splash. Yeah, and that's I what I mean. See, and I can see why. It's one of, my, one of my favorite games. I'm excited to play the Royal. But you're 50 hours in. What is the difference between the Royal and the original that you've seen so far? So I have, um, I still have about two thirds of the game left. So I really, I'm only talking based on the first 40, 50 hours. There isn't a whole lot different so far. There are some extra cutscenes, some extra dialogue that makes you go, hey, wait, that wasn't in the original game. Um, in the beginning, they reference a 15 year old girl who died in a subway accident and um, in the subway accident that originally happened in the original Persona 5. But this time they reference this girl and like how tragic it is. And it's like, that wasn't in the original game. Um, there are some extra cutscenes, new characters introduced. Well, how are the new characters? Oh, the new are characters they? are incredible. There's the guidance counselor, Maruki. He's adorable. I love him. And second best boy to Ryuji. Um, and Kasumi Yoshizawa. She's a gymnast and... That's really all I was going to say, how, how much of Kasumi have you gotten to know yet? Do, do you like her as a character? Do you think Kasumi's oh, yeah. cool? Yeah, she's chill. She's chill as fuck. She's great. Do you th- I mean, it's implied she ends up a phantom thief at some point, right? Or working, at least ends up working with the phantom thieves, right? She ends up in the metaverse, and that's not a spoiler, because that happens within the first five minutes of the game. You see okay. that. Cool. Yeah. Um, but the new characters, same as the old ones, just as lovable. Um, and, but one thing I am a little disappointed is the original confidants don't have much, many changes to their plots. Okay. Yeah. That's, uh, something I was a little upset about. Were you hoping for like a bonus scene or something? Yeah. Or just some kind of change, you know? Gotcha. Um, Because I mean, I've seen all of this like three times before, not excluding everything i've watched on youtube you know yeah so but it's still an amazing game i don't want it to sound like i'm shitting on it at all because that's not my intention at all no you're making it very clear you just have a lot of love for the series yeah and, and for this you know particular installment too um do you think it's going to end differently yes hmm. what do you what do you what are your predictions because you haven't gotten there yet yes how do you predict this ends I, i'll say it this way i think a certain person die uh doesn't die at the end that originally died in the original i don't think this person dies in persona 5 the royal at the end i think they stay alive um i think kasumi her role i think will somehow play have an integral part in the story 
Um, and I really don't know. It's hard to tell. What do you think happens with Morgana? I think Morgana turns into a human. You think Morgana finds his human form? We, the navy-haired, blue-eyed boy we saw in the Persona 5 The Royal trailer, there's no way that's not Morgana. How? How do you know he has navy blue hair? Because we saw it in the trailer. Pull it up. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that the guy in the trailer didn't have navy blue hair. I'm saying why would Morgana have navy blue hair? It just like the character design of both Morgana and this boy we saw in the trailer just exude the same essence as artsy and dumb as that sounds. <laughs> just you can tell they're the same. If they're not, then. I don't know. I no, just it'll, it'll need be to jump off bridge. But. It'll, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. It'll be interesting to see if that ends up actually being Morgana. But that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I, lo- I look forward to playing it myself. I'm a, I'm a little caught up. With yeah, you're a, caught up in... That's the other... That's the final part of the... Uh, the big trio. The big trio. Final Fantasy VII. I can't wait to play that. It looks beautiful. It's really one of the best looking games I've ever played. Um... I'm obsessed with the gameplay, as you've seen. I have seen that. I get upset when battles end. Because I don't want the fights to stop, because the fighting is the most fun. And then I win a fight, and it's like, but I didn't want to stop. But luckily, (laughs) luckily they included a Coliseum mode, so I can, you know, battle to my heart's content. Um, The game's really incredible. Yeah, uh, like I, honestly, I I told you, I found myself just as I'm playing Animal Crossing on one screen, my eyes just drifting over like my Joy Cons onto yours. <laughs> like, oh, that that looks fun. <laughs> it's, it really is so much fun, um, and the characters are so great. Like, video games are really getting to a place, and I think both Persona Five, The Royal, and Final Fantasy Seven are prime examples of this. Is it really getting to a place where their character development is? Oh my god. It's starting to become unrivaled just because of all the time you spend with them. Mm-hmm. You know? And you gotta think about it. I put 40 hours into um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, my first playthrough. I put 40 hours into it. You know, you can't compare the attachment you get to those characters over that long duration to someone you just saw in a movie. Because mm-hmm. you go see a movie, that character's in front of you for two hours and they're gone. Yeah. And maybe you don't see them for another three years. For another two hours. Like in video games, these characters are fleshed out anywhere from, on average, 20 hours to hundreds. Hundreds of hours. 100, 120 hours in, the, in Persona 5's case. Um, Final Fantasy VII is a great example of this. Uh, these characters have seen many iterations. You know, whether we're talking about the first game that came out in 1997 or some of the more later installments like Crisis Core and the movie Advent Children that came out, you know, in the 2000s. Um, None of those, when it comes to character development, none of those compare to Final Fantasy VII Remake. I, I can't imagine they would. It's They go into so much depth and, you know, sometimes some games and some companies will really phone in the translation from Japanese to American or English, rather, if you want to be proper. Um, but it seems to me they, they, they handled this one with care. They really wanted to make sure they got it right and they, you know... You know, sometimes in some Japanese games, you have those awkward, like, uhs, or, yeah. uh, mm-hmm, uh. And it's just, it's a culture difference. We don't necessarily do that here. They make a lot of those grunts and nods, you know, over in the East. In this game, they almost found a way 
to exclude those entirely hmm. and allow the dialogue to roll a little bit more naturally or in a more Western fashion as opposed to an Eastern fashion. It did sound incredibly natural, all the dialogue I heard. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not like the translators had a fill in blank space, mm -hmm. you know, just because a particular line is said differently in Japanese as opposed to English. Um, but yeah, how far did you ever get in the original? I know you played the original for a while, but you never finished it. I played it. Well, I didn't finish it because I thought I would be able to play it on my PS4 and PS Vita. I wasn't. So I stopped. I don't even remember. Like maybe after what would be the first mission in this game. I don't even remember. I didn't get far. I watched it, but I didn't get it because I watched it. I didn't play it. So let me ask you, what for someone like you who didn't get to have an experience with the original, what is your what is your drive to want to take part in this installment? Well, pretty much everyone around me is, so I kind of want to hop on the bandwagon too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be left out. Um, but for real, um, it's beautiful. That's a big part. And it's a game that got originally just so much hype and so much attention. I want to experience, I want to experience it. And it, I just find that I can't go back to the original. So this is the best way I'm going to be able to experience it. Well, this is interesting because I know a lot of people who will champion themselves retro gamers where they, they love going back to the pre-HD era and playing a bunch of retro games, which can... Range anywhere from Atari to, I guess, GameCube. Mm -hmm. You know, that that window of time. Since I've known you, you seem like someone who has struggled to go back to yeah, those retro that's a, it's games. A total, it's absolutely a me thing. Like, it's, Well, you're not the only one. There are some people who just struggle to go back and play games with, for lack of a better term, wonkier controls. Right? Because yeah. one of the things that get better, it's not just the graphics or the stories or the or the music. It's also the controls, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, the controls, I like, controls have gotten so good, so when you go back, it's it feels so loose and just unnatural. Yeah. So. Do you have any retro games you feel like you can always go back to, though? Are there some that stand out for you? There is one that I haven't played in a long time, but I actually would love to do a playthrough at some point, at one point in my life. Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life. Now, wait, what system was that on? GameCube. That was on GameCube, I thought yeah. so. Yeah, that was a great game. Very relaxing. Um, see, maybe it's like those games I can go back to. The Harvest Moons, the really relaxing ones. But anything competitive or, you know, turn-based, I just can't do it. You just can't do it? Just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... Let me ask you, is, is that it for 2020 for games? Like, are we getting front-loaded all the best games right now, and are we done for the year? I think so. Is there anything... Based on the amount of information we've gotten from the past Nintendo Directs, uh, yeah, I think this is pretty much it. Is there anything... And Pokemon, Pokemon DLC. That is, there is the Pokemon DLC in the summer. Yeah, um, I have my backlog right here, actually. Let me see if we're missing anything. Yeah, give it a look. But I'd be excited for the Pokemon DLC. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be. Yep, it's really only the Pokemon DLC. As well as all my other stuff I want to go back to, but... Yeah. Well, they say cyber Cyberpunk is supposed to be a lot of fun, so I've, I'm considering trying Cyberpunk. Yeah, I could. I would try Cyberpunk, but yeah. only if I didn't have anything else to play. Exactly. I kind of feel that way. If there was something that I generally would play that comes out around the same time, I'll probably skip over it. 
But the rumor is it's supposed to be like the year of Mario. That's the rumor. The rumor is Nintendo's withholding a direct where they're going to announce like three or four Mario games. I'll Some believe of that, it when I hear it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, but they think what the big rumor is they're going to remaster Super Mario Sunshine. Ooh, that would be fun. That's the And that would explain why Flood is in Super Smash Brothers. Flood? That's the water jet pack that Mario has. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, because he's old. We haven't seen Flood since Super Mario Sunshine on the GameCube, but they decided to include him in his Smash moveset, so you have to wonder. That's true. You know? Yeah. If it's not obvious, I never played Super Mario Sunshine. You never played Sunshine? No. It was, um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Mario 64, which was its predecessor. Um, but another one of the rumors is that Mario Galaxy gets remastered that would be fun that would be fun the soundtrack to mario galaxy is awesome yeah it is a good soundtrack yeah did you ever grow up playing mario or were you ever a mario person i know we play the party games a lot yeah i mean um, single player wise single player i played uh the nes one a lot but i played it on the gamecube Uh, not the gamecube the game boy like Mm -hmm. they had it remastered for the game boy so i had that um, I played one for the DS that I actually really liked a lot. That was a good one because it was the original NES version completely remastered and they did a good job with it. That is pretty cool. Um, other than that, list off some titles for me. like Some Mario titles? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, there's the original Super Mario Brothers, there's Super Mario World. There's, I did uh, Super Mario 64. I played that Super for Mario a bit. 64, Mario Luigi Superstar Saga. Nah. Never played those. Those were awesome. Yeah, I've always heard. Uh, there's the Paper Marios. Never played it. Which, that's another rumor. Maybe we'll, we might get a paper, a new Paper Mario. That could be cool. That's another rumor. Um, God, there's a fucking 10 million Mario games. <laughs> Sorry, um, I won't make you list all of them. <laughs> 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 it's okay it's okay but let me ask you another question mm-hmm. are we getting breath of the wild to no this year? <laughs> <laughs> sorry i really don't think so don't i think know we're... you want it i know how much you want it but i'm being truthful because that's the best way to be you don't think we're getting breath of the wild too i really don't and i hope i'm wrong i would love it if i'm wrong it would make me smile a lot if i was wrong but i don't think i am when do we get it I think 2021, late 2021. Late 2021? I'm sorry. No, you're not. I am. I feel terrible. (laughs) Unspeak those evils of me waiting another year and a half. Listen, Uh, you have Final Fantasy VII. You have Kingdom Hearts. You're good. You have Persona. I'll manage. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll definitely manage. Quit being a baby. I am being a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (sighs) So what do you think? What do you think? Now that the PS5 and the new Xbox are coming out, when does the Switch's console life cycle end? How long will it last? It came out in 2017. And even though the Switch is picking up a lot of steam in the middle of its console cycle, how long do you think Nintendo is going to hold on to the Switch? It's hard to say because I honestly don't know how long other console um, life cycles have been. Um, it, cha- th- it changes depending on the cycle. I think the 3DS was something like 10 years. I think it's going to go past the 3DS. I definitely think that. And the 3DS was very successful. Yeah. So, but the Switch is even more so, especially now during quarantine time, you can't get your hands on one. 
Yeah, it's, um, like, it's like the launch day all over again. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus, Joy-Cons have gone through the roof too, but that's another story. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Um, What was your question again? <laughs> sorry. Just forget it. Just okay, forget it. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. So Edit this out. <laughs> no, we're not editing it out. It's staying in. Oh, no. We've already, we've already bleeped you several times already. As <laughs> all right. Let me ask you now, then, because we were talking about how long Nintendo Switch's life cycle is going to be, and you pretty much answered it. You think it's going to be longer than the, the 3DS? That's right. Yeah, I would say like 15 years. 15 years? Yeah. Bef- it, before we get a better system? I, I don't think they're going to hang on to the Switch for 15 years. I think they're going to do what they did with the DS and do something like make it the 3ds like we're gonna have the switch like a switch pro not even a switch pro but like maybe the switch 3d switch, nah, i don't know what it be it would probably be the switch 4k yeah you know because like the 3ds it was telling you that it was three-dimensional mm-hmm. that, it, that it would pop out of the screen which would always make me way too fucking dizzy by the way while the 3ds was awesome i had my own and it was cool turning the 3d uh motion up all the way and literally seeing the game pop out of the screen but fuck it always made me nauseous yeah it hurt my eyes a little bit i yeah. couldn't do it for a long period of time like it was a cool feature but i ended up just flattening the 3d completely yeah but i did like it as a feature um but no i could see them doing that switching to the switch 4k because there's no reason for them to upgrade right now i agree and that's why i said like 15 years maybe before we see like a true upgrade from the switch because it's already done so much. Like, it's already an amazing console. Like, where do we go from here? And the truth is, nobody goes to Nintendo for their graphic capabilities. Yeah, no one does. Even though there's plenty of Nintendo games that are drop-dead gorgeous, Breath of the Wild being one of them, that look incredible, that's more reliant on art style than it is graphic resolution. There's only so much you can do to enhance certain art styles. Like Animal Crossing, I can't imagine how it could get any better than what it is. Breath of the Wild, same thing. Like, you know, with Final Fantasy, it's going for that realistic vibe. So it's like, I get how they could... Keep moving until it looks like the real deal. Yeah. But you're right. No, there are certain art styles where it's like, at what point does the resolution really just not matter? Mm-hmm. You know? Because you are right. The new Animal Crossing looks amazing. It looks perfect. <laughs> oh. And what a wild story that that series has had. Like, the first one came out on the N64. Many people don't know that. Yeah, only in Japan. But only in Japan. And that's why the one on the GameCube looks so low resolution. Mm -hmm. Because it was held back for one full console cycle. Yeah. I actually forgot how low res the old Animal Crossing is. Oh, it looks terrible I forgot. Like, I always remember it looking, I guess, how... Like, honestly, the 3DS or DS version looked, but I just saw, like, the polygons, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is as bad as Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the pointed... The pointy... Yeah, the pointy shoulders and the polygon hands. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I remember my older brother would rip on me for playing Animal Crossing. He's like, this game looks like fucking shit. Aww. What are you playing this for? And, you know, to his credit, he was playing a lot of the Resident Evil games that looked amazing and still hold up. Yeah. Like, those Resident Evil games on GameCube still hold up in terms of visual aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And then he'd see me put up Animal Crossing. He'd be like, whoa, what is this fucking bullshit? <laughs> oh, little did he know. Yeah. Little did he know. What an incredible game. But um, it's going to be wild because, you know, going back to how Final Fantasy VII is kind of going for that realistic vibe. You know, a lot of the times the cutscenes use the in-game graphics and it looks good. 
Like from a distance, they'd look like real people. But when we're talking about, and this is especially true for Square Enix, when we're talking about those high resolution cut scenes that play that are a step above the in-game graphics, they literally look like real people just with, you know, those anime style eyes. Yeah. No, I've I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I've, I've seen, seen it. it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it blows my mind. Cause you know what's crazy? And you were kind of getting at this when, when you're talking about Animal Crossing, is like, you know, as bad as the first Final Fantasy VII looks today, their their cutscenes where the graphic ability would yeah, step up. Yeah, the cutscenes like what I was saying doesn't apply to the cutscenes. Of course, yeah, no, exactly. I was making that point. Yeah. But um the cutscenes, I remember being young and thinking, oh my god, they look so real. Mm-hmm. But I look at it now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, those are silly looking cartoons. <laughs> you know, I almost wonder if like within the time of release, everything will always just look realistic. And then as things move forward and things get better, you're always going to look back and be like, why does that look like shit? Like, I think it's just because we've we've been exposed to what could be, you know? Yeah, it's what our eyes are accustomed to. Yeah. You know? But that's very interesting. I mean, what they showcased for the PS5, what those cutscene graphics look like. Oh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? No. Looks like real life people. No, no, no. You've seen it. Remember we were watching the Game Awards and they showed that trailer of like the woman playing the drum and she had like face paint on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are the PS5 graphics. Whoa. Yeah, they look like real people. I thought they were real people. Like the first 10 seconds I was watching, I was like, oh my God, no, this is a cutscene. Yeah. We're getting crazy. I think the best part about these new um, systems that are coming out is they're going to have solid state drives. And in layman's term, everybody, what that means is no more loading times. Yeah. Loading times are going to be a thing of the past soon. That's what these solid state drives are going to do. It's going to be ridiculous. That's another complaint I have about Animal Crossing, the loading screens, but... Why do I can't stand this? I'm sorry, I gotta come at you. Anyone who complains about a loading screen needs to chill. I know I need to chill, needs but I hate chill. loading screens. Oh my god. You're right. I need to chill, but I hate loading screens. You know what's worse than loading screens? Me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna say the power being out, but oh yeah, that would, that also, yeah, would that'd be, be much worse. Yeah, that would be a lot worse. I'll take the loading screen. <laughs> Are there any games that found a way to make loading screens fun for you? Can you think of any off the top of your head? Well, Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's it's cute because what they do is as the seasons change, the color of the leaves change. I like that. Is this new leaf? Uh, no, this is in this game. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I've gone through all four seasons already because I'm a psycho. Um, you, you've been to winter? Uh, almost. 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 So you need to... I've been to three out of the four ah, seasons. Ah, so the truth comes out. Yo, now you need to chill. Caught lying to the audience. <sighs> I'm close enough. Ooh. But going on. How can I recover from that? <laughs> <laughs> Go back to... So the season's chain. Yeah. Um, Persona, they do the little flipping thing, like take your time. You know, uh, it says take your time and it flips around. I like that. Um, yeah, no, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I feel like there's one I'm missing that's really good. Huh. Well, for me... Whenever there's a loading screen. One thing actually that's cool about Final Fantasy VII 
fuck talking about me. Let's talk about the game. <laughs> um, instead of loading screens, what they do is they have you go through tight corridors. So maybe you have to go under something or you got to squeeze in between walls. So you go through these tight corridors. And the reason that's there is, in a sense, it acts as an interactive loading screen. So that instead of the game having to go into a loading screen and load the next location, you go through these tight corridors that take a certain amount of time. And in the time you're in those tight corridors, the game loads the next section for you. Honestly, I love that. Oh, that's one. Uh, Fire Emblem. I love how you can just control your uh, byleth on the bottom of the loading oh, yeah, screen. And you can run and back you can and forth. Run her back and forth, make her jump, you know. Speaking of byleth. So these last two Smash characters that have been announced. Oh, God, do we have to talk about this? Yes, we have to talk about this. You were chill with Byleth. You liked that pick. I did because I love Fire Emblem Three Houses. I do too, but you love it to another level. You've played it. Are you on your third playthrough? Did you finish your second playthrough? I finished the second playthrough. I started the DLC, but then Animal Crossing came out. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, So you liked the choice of Byleth. What do you think of them including a character from ARMS? Now that's bullshit. Like, why, why is it bullshit? Like, ARMS? Like, who plays ARMS? I'm sorry. Oh, like, watch out. Dan Muller plays ARMS. He texted oh. me very angrily about it. Dan, how off, How much have you really played ARMS? Yeah, Dan. Like, how much do, have you really played Like, I'm going to go on your play log. I'm going to go on his play log, and it's going to be, like, played 10 hours, you know? Imagine you go on, he's played for, like, like like 130 yo, hours yo you're right like he played the <laughs> fuck out of arms i feel like we could check it if you want if you want to grab a switch and see how yeah many, i kind how, of want to yeah, now yeah, give that a look see how many fucking hours he's played arms yeah if anyone listening has played arms and would like to stick their neck out for it please feel free to message me i'm just mad because there's super smash brothers is like a is like a, a cross-platform invitation for video games characters to join the biggest celebration of video games within the entire video game catalog. And yes, I got hyperbolic about Smash Brothers because it's a goddamn legend. But out of all the characters we could have gotten, out of all the legends, Kratos, Yo, it's not even on Dan's play log. That means he played it so long ago that it's off the log. Yeah. Wow, Dan, what, did you play it for like 10 hours when there were no other games on the Switch? I feel bad we're blowing up Dan's spot. <laughs> <laughs> we love Dan. Shout out to Dan. Shout, big shout out to Dan, the Dan Muller. Yeah. Feel free to defend ARMS anytime you want. Yeah, but no, ARMS sucks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know that for sure, but like, it, it's the game you bought on release day because you had nothing else to play. Well, who do, who would have you, if you could have picked any character for Smash instead of the person from ARMS, who would you have picked? See, this is where I feel like an asshole, because I don't know. <laughs> you can't think of anybody? Come I mean, on, what, I would, what I would have loved instead of Byleth, to be honest, I would have liked to see the three house leaders added. I agree, I agree with you. I would have... I would have lost it if I saw that. And correct me if I'm wrong, do you think they should have been added as three individual characters? Or do you think it should have been like a Pokemon trainer-esque thing? I think it could have been either. What would what would you have wanted? Because me personally, I don't want them taking up three slots. I'd rather it was like a Pokemon trainer deal where you could switch out between the three. I, I think that would be best, Um, but I wouldn't mind if it was three different characters. I feel like we're probably going to see that on the next Smash because I haven't played a lot of Fire Emblem, 
But those three characters among the pool of how many Fire Emblem characters we have now? 400? Yeah, so many. Something fucking crazy. In the pool of 400, these three house leaders really do stand out. And you love Claude. I love Claude. Claude. He's a gem. Have your tea time with Claude. (laughs) I love that video. Shout out to uh, Just a Pancake. If anybody listening uh, enjoys good gaming memes, I definitely would look up Just a Pancake. Yeah, agreed. But... So are you a Fire Emblem girl now? Is like anything they drop, their next game drop, are you an automatic buyer? Yeah. Yeah? After Three Houses, absolutely. I'm also looking to even go back to some 3DS titles. Um, There's one guy at my job, total Fire Emblem nut. He's great. Um, He recommended all the old titles to me that I should check out. And, uh, you know, I plan on doing it one day when I have time. But considering the trilogy of that we have now, I don't really have that time. Yeah, it's it's tough because those games, ga- games like that are thirty hour campaigns. You know, at, at the least, very least, at least thirty hour campaigns. My uh, three houses playthrough was, I think, close to forty. Yeah, mine was forty five on each playthrough. Yeah, but that's great. You know, there's nothing else to me. There's really no other form of entertainment that is a better bang for your buck. Mm-hmm. You know, when when these games they take, let's just even just say thirty hours, right? Let's say you play a game for 30 hours. And if you love a game, you're going to play it more than 30 hours. But let's say that's all you do is play for 30 hours. You spent 60 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know? You spent... So let's say if you played it for 30 hours... That's like um, $2 an hour. Yeah, it's $2 an hour, right? As opposed to... It's cheaper than going out drinking. Way cheaper than going out drinking. Cheaper than a drink an hour. (laughs) Way cheaper. Yeah, I'm just saying. Are you kidding me? Um... It's cheaper, but compar- comparing it to something, I guess, a little bit more appropriate is like compared to the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you spent $15 on a movie ticket. That's that's $7.50 an hour, mm-hmm. you know, for two hours of entertainment, you know? Compare that to a game like Sonic Mania, yeah, you know, which was like a $20 game and you could put tons of hours into that. But did you? No. <laughs> no, I enjoyed Sonic Mania. I played it for like 10 to 15 hours. It was yeah. a lot of fun, but... I think I'm just over 2D side-scrollers. I get that, yeah. You know, yeah. And That's understandable. The old Sonic the Hedgehog games are some of my favorites. Like, Sonic CD will always have a special place in my heart. Um, but I think I'm just over 2D side-scrollers. That's totally fair. I don't know. I'm not over turn-based combat. I think turn-based still... I don't think... I don't think turn-based combat will ever truly be outdated. Yeah, I don't think so either. Because it's strategy, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, is chess ever outdated? Yeah, exactly. It's turn-based, you know? When you yeah. think about it. Um, I mean, in a world of Pokemon, are we ever going to see the end of turn-based combat? Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. Wh- honestly, I don't know what's going on with Pokemon. Do you think they need to change their combat system? No, I really don't. I think they need to change their lackluster stories and putting Pokemon behind a paywall. There aren't any Pokemon behind a paywall. You have to pay to get the... Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. No, never mind. Because you could technically whatever. <laughs> yeah, because you're able to get the Pokemon. I completely forgot that. My bad. All good. All good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, I feel you. The stories are lackluster. That's really it. Like for the DLC, I'm looking forward to exploring the, the areas. And, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that, but I'm not looking forward to hanging out with Hop. Yo, fuck Hop. I know. One of the worst rivals. Yeah, he's not a good rival. Like, I'm sorry. Like the rest of the game, amazing. Like. But, yeah, the story was a little lackluster. Yeah. There weren't many good characters either. You know, mm-hmm. usually... The, you know what it is? I feel like they always get the professors right. 
I don't know why, but I feel like no matter what, they always get the professor right. Yeah. It's everyone surrounding the main character and the professor that just ends up being a little dull. Although I thought Sword and Shield had some cool gym leaders. Yeah, they did. They had good character designs, but I did I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because there's so many Pokemon characters and so many gym leaders that I just none they're of them start, are very memorable to me. They're all starting to bleed together. Yeah, I think that's it. Well, you know what I think? I think it speaks to what you're saying, though, because... Excuse me. I think one of the reasons they're all bleeding together is because they don't play any part in the story. Yeah. Which, you know what? To, to Sword and Shield's credit, they did. You know, if you remember at the end when the Gigantamax-like thing is happening, mm-hmm. you know, the gym leaders do play a role. Yeah. Um, But normally they don't. And that kind of makes the character forgettable because they don't have another, they don't have a larger role outside of just being in your way and being someone for you to defeat. Yeah. Um, Is that all you need to bring Pokemon? Because like, don't get me wrong, we love Pokemon, right? Like yeah. we play it, obviously, but... I say this with love. We say this with love. And we were talking about it the other day. The newer games just don't compare to the first three being blue, red, gold, silver, ruby, sapphire as couples. Like these new games, they don't, they don't, they don't seem to capture that sense of adventure. Yeah. And I don't want, and look, look, I, with all due respect, that could just be us being older. Yeah, it might be. But we're not the only people in the fan base complaining about that. Like even the newcomers are, are, Along the lines of, hey, the game isn't very explorative. Yeah. You know, because back when Pokemon was more two-dimensional, when you had that overhead view, like that directly overhead view, and the sprites were very small, it felt more explorative. It felt more expansive because you had this, you know, kind of overhead view. But now they almost went to like that back angle. Yeah. You know, with the more three-dimensional sprites that it just doesn't, there's less room for your imagination. Yeah. You know, like think about Ruby and Sapphire and the um the contests and the hideouts. Yeah. And all those... I miss the hideouts. That's really what I want to see in a Pokemon game. I just want to get a hideout again. That was fun. Yeah, no, they should totally bring that back. Imagine now with the multiplayer if you were able to bring someone to your hideout. Or even if you were able to like decorate your room or something. That would be chill. Yeah. I would like that a lot. But that's basically what the hideout was, right? It was a room Yeah, it was decorate. a room decorator. Yeah. But I'm also very partial to that because that's those are the kinds of games I like. But... Yeah, but I feel like every game should have other ways to play it. Yeah. You know, there shouldn't be just one play. Put mini games. Mini games have a place. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's playing darts in Final Fantasy or... Or Persona 5 The Royal. Or playing darts in Persona 5 The Royal or playing those like retro 8-bit games in Kingdom Hearts 3 or, you know, whether it's... The Legend of Zelda with all the like uh, shooting dart mini games at the at the targets, uh, or in Smash Brothers like smash the targets yeah. and those kind of raids and all those challenge modes. Like games should have various modes and different ways to play. It's what keeps the experience fresh. Absolutely. Yep. But <laughs> uh, we are we're coming up on our time. Oh no. We have maybe like five minutes left. Oh wow. Is How there... long have we been going for? We're coming up on 55 minutes. Damn. Okay, we did a full episode. Good for us. We did pretty much a full episode. Was there anything else you really wanted to touch on? Anything you wanted to bring up? Anything you wanted to say? Just that I was forced into hosting it. Oh, (laughs) stop being a baby. Forced into hosting it. You're going to close us out, by the way. No. No, now, now Now it's final. 
You must close this out. We're not closing out yet. See, he's bullying me again. And I, you know what? I might actually be bullying. <laughs> <laughs> or are you manipulating me by playing the victim? Which one is it? Find out next time on the Landy Lodge. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I hope quarantine's going well for everybody. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Yeah, stay safe. Stay healthy. You know, hopefully we're through the worst of this. Hopefully sometime in May or June we can start getting things back to normal. Um, we're holding up fine over here. Yeah, no, Charlotte and I, chilling. you know, it's been a month, give or take. Of this quarantine now. We haven't killed each other. Not it's been even, good, not honestly. Even, not yeah, even no, close. Been, We're kind of chilling. Yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's kind of been nice, yeah. But, uh, you know, I hope everybody out there is holding up all right. Uh, we're all quarantined in this together. It's really been cool, you know. So even though, like, video chatting isn't necessarily my thing, you know, it's nice to see how many people are finding ways to just be together. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's really a nice thing to see. Um, and what's cool about it is, it's like now that people are going out of their ways to communicate in these new unique ways, I found myself like talking to people that I maybe otherwise wouldn't have talked to, mm-hmm. you know, like we did, we did a zoom session with your family overseas. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Like you actually met members of my family for the first time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's kind of cool. I feel like human beings have a funny way that, you know, we get pushed into being less social. We'll find ways to still be social. Mm-hmm. You know, we're pro- we're creative problem solvers. Bleh. Creative problem solvers. We all are. Um, but really, uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been joining along. Obviously, um, it's not exactly easy to have guests right now. <laughs> <laughs> all things considered. I'm- so you'll be hearing a lot of me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but I'm going to try and have a couple long distance guests on i want to have uh my friend chris on big c we just started a podcast about final fantasy 7 if you haven't followed that yet head on over to the midgar minute you can find us cross platform follow us on instagram uh but enough of me plugging charlotte before you close this out so eloquently uh did you want to point anybody in any direction um well i am on instagram char underscore latte 96 i uh I I've I haven't been posting as much art as I should be lately, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm still at it. But you made quite a few things. You made the podcast logo for Midgar Minute. I did make the podcast logo for the Midgar Minute. Um, I've been doing some commissions, so I've I've been active. No, you've been busy. Yeah. You've been busy, and it's been nice. Yeah. But yeah, so you heard it here first, folks. Follow Charlotte. You can see it in the episode description. And uh, Charlotte, close us out. Oh, and also. Oh. That's what I wanted to plug. I uh, follow Char underscore Latte 96 at YouTube. I will eventually be posting a video of my five-star Animal Crossing town once it's complete. Thank you very much for tuning in, everybody. Again, a special thanks to the Sages of the Lodge. You make Nick very happy, thus making me very happy. And I'll see you on the next one. See you later, people. Thank you for tuning in. Whatever it is beyond that, what you might call God in the Western tradition, or Brahman in Hindu philosophy, or Tao in Chinese. Every one of us is really that, but we are pretending we aren't. And we are pretending with tremendous skill, 
deception. Who are you? 